Gavin, we are back at it. Back at it again. Episode four mm-hmm. of our show, of our podcast, Picture Box with Kyle and Gavin. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> so we watched two more new movies that weren't Jurassic World. Yes, I know. Not Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park. But let's get yeah. into intro first. We'll, we'll, we'll catch on those later. Right. Uh, yeah. No, actually, so we're speaking about Lightyear today. Let me tell you a funny yeah. story. Okay. <laughs> so I was out of town, right? Mm-hmm. I was coming back home on the plane. And you know when you're on the plane and you have nothing to do and, like, you're looking around and people are always watching stuff? Mm-hmm. There's, like, this little girl, like, sitting diagonally in the seat, like, across on the other row from me. And yeah. I'm, like, looking at her screen. She's watching The Incredibles. So, like, nice. half of this flight, I'm just, like, watching The Incredibles on her, like, little iPad. And yeah. uh, she closes it out. Like, like she ends the film right after the fight with the giant robot. So she doesn't watch the best part of the movie where so Sinestro tries to kill She didn't even get, like, Jack-Jack. halfway through. No, 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 no. After, no, like, the ending of like, oh, like the end the fight, like the, like the end fight with the giant robot. Okay. So she doesn't even watch the best part where Sinetro tries to kill Jack Jack. And like, apparently, I Dude, like, that's a, yeah. In, no, in my head, I'm like thinking, has she never actually completed the movie? And like, she's telling her mom, like, oh my gosh, I love The Incredibles. So then now I have the impression that this little girl has never actually watched The Incredibles all the way through. She's never seen Sinestro try, Sinestro try to kill Jack-Jack. Syndrome. She's just, si- syndrome. I, I don't know why I said Sinestro. But where's, where's Sinestro from? That's, that's Green Lantern villain. Yeah, that's right? a Green Lantern villain. Okay. <laughs> syndrome. She's never seen Syndrome try to kill Jack-Jack. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, wow. This is, this is, this is not cinema. No. That's it's not that's based. Not, I was not, not very, at first I thought not, base kid, but that's not a base kid. That's not very cash money of her to not no. watch the ending of the incredibles no not at all yeah other people were watching really interesting stuff uh yeah i, I was just looking around on people's I, I don't know i'm the worst i just snoop on people's like ipads and stuff i saw people watching community i saw somebody watching uh the office you know the classic mm-hmm. stuff that you watch on the tele on the on a good old ipad while yeah. you're on the flight you yeah. know the in-flight entertainment and I'm just sitting there. I was reading a book. I was actually reading uh, The Age of Cage, the new Keith oh, Phillips really? book about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I have it somewhere around here. It was a very good book. It, I finished it. Uh, you follow me on Goodreads, so you should know. Yeah. But do you oh, I ever... haven't been on, No, I haven't been on Goodreads in a while. I haven't seen your score. Yeah, I gave it three stars. But that's because you can't give half stars on Goodreads. Yeah. So you can't give like three and a half, but I would give it three and so, a half. But, so it's closer to a three than a four, but it's like three and a half. Yeah, it's a three and a half. It's a seven yeah. out of 10. It was a good book, you know? So yeah. Have you read anything lately? Do you read? I do. Yeah, I do read. Um, <laughs> no, I've, I've just been, I've been reading The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. I'm trying oh, to get good. into, yeah, I'm trying to get into Hemingway because his style yeah. and seems like something i'd really like and i do really like it so far but i haven't i'm not i'm not done yet yeah okay are you are you team tolstoy tolstoy or Mm -hmm. team what's the other one tolstoy or is that is i'm blanking 
There's like a that what? Is this like, like a, a comp- thing? There's like a competition where it's like Tolstoy versus someone else. And I'm like trying to remember who it is. Tolstoy versus Dickens. Dickens. Charles Dickens. Oh, are you, Dickens are you all the way. Dickens all the way. No. So I read no. Anne Karina the other day, and that book is really good. So I'm Team Tolstoy now. I've, I've only really read, liked Charles Dickens. I've only read A Christmas Carol. Of Dickens? Yeah, I, I want to read A Tale of Two Cities, and I also want to read Great Expectations. But um, yeah, I've only Great read Expectations one. is like. Yeah, I've only read one book from each. Yeah. Okay. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Here, hold me. Actually, all right. I'm gonna read, read more. Piece. I've read more Dickens. Yeah. Like I haven't read a lot of Leo Tolstoy's best books yet. Like I haven't read, I haven't read War and Peace. I haven't read read Anna Karenina. I've only read like, I've only read like a lot of short stuff by him. Yeah. But I I like Dickens style more. But I mean, once yeah. I read War and Peace, I might think completely different. I think War and Peace is like considered like that great book though. Yeah. It's like super intimidating because almost two thousand pages. But yeah, I will read it eventually. We should read it together. We should start a book club. Okay. Yeah, a book. Yeah. All right. If if we have any listeners, because right now we're sitting in like four episodes without actually mm-hmm. posting any. If without we, having posted, we just if have four in the can. Yeah. If, if it turns out we have any listeners, we will open a Patreon and start a book club where you read War and Peace, a chapter. Of, yeah. No. For for real. Anyways, <laughs> Gavin, what's the first movie that we're talking about? What? What's the first movie that we're talking about? We're talking about two movies today. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, between... I think I feel like we both have less to say about Lightyear, so we can just start okay. off with that one. You want to hit us with a synopsis? Yeah, sure. Light, so Lightyear is about... It's not about the toy, Buzz Lightyear. It's no. about the astronaut that the toy was based off of. Played so, by Tim Allen. No. Yes, played by Tim oh, Allen. Oh, yes, the toy was played by Tim Allen. Yes. No, 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 the astronaut was played by Tim Allen. I don't know who, who who's Chris Evans. I'm oh, looking yeah, at my yeah, letterbox no, right now, and it says Allen, yeah. Chris Evans. Uh, I've never heard of this man before. Yeah, I don't know. It says it says at the beginning of the movie that in 1995, like, Andy got a new favorite movie, and this is that movie. Yeah. And so that's pretty much, like, what you're, like, that's what the movie is. It's the movie that Andy saw and made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. Yes. Okay, well, Lightyear for me, Lightyear was it was it was fine. It was a good movie. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, for Pixar, like especially in the scope, like, but just by itself, it's it's just good. But then, especially in the scope of Pixar's work, it's like it's just good. Like it's just, yeah. yeah. Like I said it it's... in my le- I said in my letterbox review. It's kind of like I'm sure actually mostly because it's a good it's a good contrast between Jurassic World and Lightyear where. Jurassic World, people were talking the whole time and kids were talking the whole time, you know. But yeah. Lightyear, the theater was a lot more quiet. And so I feel like a lot of kids probably just got like a, a new movie that they love. Yeah. But um, I bet like if you've seen, if you know what Pixar can do, and if you've grown up with Pixar's best movies, then it's not going to be anything special. Exactly. I mean, it's good for most animation studios. It's not good mm-hmm. for, you know, what I think we've come to expect from Pixar. Yeah. And I feel like Post-2010 Pixar has been, story-wise department has not been as strong as it used to be. Um, we don't see their, like, such grand stories anymore with 
like Ratatouille or Wally or Incredibles. And I think we talked about those three movies a little bit before the podcast started. That yeah. I think a lot of people probably consider those to be top three, including both of us. Um, and I have a big, big love in my heart for especially Incredibles. It was mm-hmm. one of the first movies I watched as a kid. I watched yep. Cars first, actually, but I also well, have a yeah. lot of love. I have a lot of love for Cars. Uh, I got love well, in the heart Wally, for Cars. Like I can't. I don't know if my first movie in a theater was either was Kung Fu Panda or if it was Wally because they came out in the same month in two thousand. Whoa, your but, first movie was way later than my first movie. No, in no in the theater. Yeah, no, but like in the theater, I watched the SpongeBob SquarePants movie when I was like two years old in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I just don't think my parents took me to the theater when I was young because I just, I would annoy I would annoy people. Yeah, I was well behaved. There's a good chance that my first movie in the theater was probably Wally. So, wow. Well, I saw Wally kind of in the theater for the first time, and I got scared because. Uh, so it's actually a really funny story. You got scared? <laughs> no. So I I I was we were going to the theater to watch Wally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I chickened out like right before, like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. It's going to be a scary robot driving on a planet and on a deserted planet. And uh, my mom was like, okay, we don't have to watch it. So then I remember we watched Alvin and the Chipmunks instead. Oh my God. <laughs> and no, I know. And then I was like, oh, that movie was pretty good. And um, like a week <laughs> You're like, later. That's cinema right there. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. I was like, I was like, yeah, this movie was great. And then like a week later, we went back to the theater and we uh watched Wally, and uh, I was blown away, and it became my favorite Pixar movie, and it stayed my favorite Pixar movie ever since I first saw it back then. And Alvin and the Chipmunks is still peak cinema. I still love Alvin Indeed. and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks is still like indescribable. I've watched all four movies. You know, actually, fun fact: uh, the, one of the first movies I ever bought with like my own money was Alvin and the Chipmunks Three, Shipwrecked, or Shipwrecked is yeah, it's called Shipwrecked. Uh, yeah. I bought that like like I remember I had I had some birthday money. I was like, hey, let me buy Alvin and the Chipmunks Three. Like I haven't I, I and I went and I bought it and then I watched it at home, even though I already saw it in the theater at once. And I was like, hey. I kind of like this movie. This movie's pretty good. I I, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I guess I was a big Alvin and Chipmunks fan. I also saw Alvin and Chipmunks The Road Trip. The Road Trip chip on the same yeah, weekend. Yeah, unfortunately Wars, I saw that too. On the same weekend as Star Wars The Force Awakens. Like, I remember oh, I boy. immediately after Star Wars The Force Awakens. It was like opening night still. I just went in and watched Alvin and Chipmunks The Road Trip. So I, I guess you could say I am a pretty big Alvin and the Chipmunks fan, you know? Yeah, I guess I've, you could say that. I guess you could say that. Anyways, back to light here. Yeah, it's just not as on the grand scale as, you know, some of other Pixar storytelling. And not even like grand in terms of like the actual scale of the story itself, but just where you're just so moved and rocked by the story. Yeah. And it kind of threw me for a loop because I would say that the very like the first act, it's really compelling. It's one of the best emotional hooks in a Pixar film in a long time. Mm-hmm. I would probably say since Coco, because um, the whole time travel aspect and seeing people that you loved and grew up with and went to training and became space rangers together, just grow older among you. And you're just like, 
trying to get them home. You're, you have like your own emotional power and you're going through this whole journey trying to get these people home, but they're settled and are living their lives. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a really deep emotional journey that I think played itself for what could have been a strong, strong story. It set itself up so well. I think I was kind of let down, like once like Taiko Atiti and Kiki Palmer got in the movie because they don't carry that same emotional hook to that level of execution that I would have hoped in a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit disappointed, but yeah, I think they showed you? that. Like, like I felt, I felt that good Pixar emotion when, um, you know, when like like when Lightyear came back and and saw what had happened, like to his you know like to his yeah. parent, his friend like that i think that was very well done there was uh, there was a lot of potential to to be carried all the way through but yeah i just think you know it like it, it felt like in the second and third act of the movie it just copped out for well what like for like what people expected the light year story to be yeah instead of what they actually could have done with the concept but exactly but... especially with the villain i think i feel like the villain was such a wasted opportunity Oh my gosh. Actually, I was do you have you you've seen Toy Story 2, correct? Yeah. We just talked about it. What am I talking about? I'm losing my mind. But <laughs> anyways, do you remember at the beginning of Toy Story 2 or like like the whole video game aspect of it? And the, the dinosaur, what's his name? Rex. Rex is battling Zerg mm-hmm. in the video game. And Zerg is like, I am your father. Like they play into like a Star Wars joke. So yeah. like I like I've always lived with the continuity at Zerga's Buzz's dad. Yeah. So I no, kind I, of expected I lo- I like that. that choice. Yeah. It's so I kind of like, like what? Like they don't do anything with that. Like they yeah. they like they're just kind of like oh boom I'm your dad and then cool that's it. Yeah. So I kind of expected that with this movie. Oh wait no but it's him. They they changed the continuity of it. Yeah. Okay we're going to spoilers. Uh they changed yeah. the continuity of it. Um of what we've known as Zerg since 1999 with Toy Story 2, mm-hmm. that Zerg is Buzz now. So it doesn't make much sense if you're like a continuity nerd like me who has always lived on thinking that Zerg was kind of a parody of Star Wars where Zerg is Buzz's dad. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, no, so that was like kind of bothering me. Like, after that happened, that it turned out that Buzz was Buzz, I was like, okay, so this is really dumb because that's not how time travel works. And you've also just changed the continuity that has been set since Toy Story 2. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I didn't think about that because I totally forgot about that from Toy Story 2. Yeah, I was just like a little bit bothered by it. It's nothing that broke the movie. Obviously, I don't really, I try not to judge movies based on continuity of other films, unless it's like an yeah. actual franchise, like Jurassic World. And I consider Toy Story to be an actual franchise, but I consider Lightyear to be a franchise within the franchise. So I wasn't like paying too much mind to it. But yeah, yeah. it bothered me like in the movie because like Buzz is not, Zerg is not Buzz. Zerg is Buzz's dad. So mm-hmm. what is this? What? You know, it, it was nothing, but yeah, it was completely serviceable. It was a good film. I had fun with it. Uh, the emotional hook is really, really good, but it just does not justify the execution. Yeah, it doesn't it. deliver on the potential of it. Yeah. A story like that could have had so much so much power behind it. Um, I thought Chris Evans did great, though. Yeah, his voice work was really good. 
I actually thought that like, Kiki Palmer did a better job. I believed her more as the the granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I did Chris Evans as Buzz. No, I agree. She killed it for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see Nope. We'll we'll definitely do something with Nope later. Kiki oh, Palmer's so killing. Nope. Kiki Palmer's killing it this year. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, but yeah, so that's pretty much. I don't really have much to say on Buzz. It was just you know kind of serviceable yeah, I mean, Pixar. It's... Yeah, it was Nothing literally really just special. like it's a light year movie. It's good. It wasn't bad. That's it. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on Socks the Cat? People are saying um, he's like really yes, cute. Yes, he was the best part of it. I actually expected to find him annoying, but he was kind of awesome. Yeah. Like I He was kind of a MacGuffin, uh, to be honest. Really? You think so? Yeah, no, like especially in a later act. Uh, where like they use oh, yeah. socks a cat as Zerg like Zerg still has socks a cat as a pet, and socks a cat turns on him, like mm-hmm. and he basically is used so Buzz can direct himself out of the situation he's in. I was like, okay, so they're kind of turning him into a little bit of MacGuffin later on in the movie, and I think yeah. I would have liked him more if they just kept him as an actual character. And, you know, just, you know, instead of just, like, having him being used to move the plot along. But... I guess that's a good point. I mean, I still really liked his presence, and I thought he No, was, it thought, was good. He was very considering, cute. Considering how annoying he could have been, or how bad that could have been, like... Yeah. Pixar yeah. has been on point with the recent cats. Every single Pixar movie, like Toy Story 4 and later, has had, like, a really significant cat presence. Oh, because that's true. Soul had a cat. Luca had a cat. Uh, Turning, Turning Red, Red had a, had a bunch of kittens, and then also pandas are cats, are they? No, that's, pandas are not that's cats. Not, no, that's not how that works. But yeah, yeah guys, right, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I am. I'm turning into Alex Jones. I'm just going to spread a bunch of misinformation in this podcast. Pan, pan, pandas pan, are actually cats. Pan, you heard it here first. Pandas are cats. I am a scientist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, but there are, there are kittens in Turning Red. Uh, I guess that's not a significant cat, but. There have been cats in Pixar movies lately, and I'm loving the cat love. I yeah. am a cat person. I'm I've I've never I've never been on either side. I'm just I'm just an animal person. Like, would you give me an animal that I'm cool? Yeah, I like cats more than dogs. But yeah, that's it. Uh, unless you have anything else to say, Captain. I don't. It was I recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend right now spending money on it. I would recommend going to see Top Gun. Okay, yeah. Once again, week to week, we're just saying go watch Top Gun. Although yeah, I do want to say you should watch uh on Disney Plus the documentary on it. Oh, so recently yeah. Pixar okay. have, have been doing these little documentaries about the making of these Pixar movies. They did one for Turning Red and they did one for Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. And I would say that both of their documentaries are better than both of the actual films. Uh, mm-hmm. both the Turning Red documentary and the Lightyear documentary are better than the actual movies. So go watch them because there's great archival footage, especially of like yeah. Tim Allen doing voice work and Chris Evans is voicing Buzz in these documentaries. And also a great archival footage of of uh, John Lasseter directing the first Toy Story, which was oh, great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, yeah, go check out the documentaries if you can. Yeah. I really should check those out because I do, I watch them. I watch every single one that comes out for the, cause they do the same thing with uh, MCU movies. 
Yeah. Do they? Really? Yeah, uh, for they started for phase four, like so, like they started for Wandavision. But whenever yeah. a Marvel movie or TV show comes out, when like a few a uh, couple months after the thing will come out, they'll release a making of documentary. I think it's just also just like really easy, low budget stuff to put on Disney Plus because yeah, you just need to have like content. It's just easy you just, content. You just need to have like a cinematographer and director there to just like yeah videotape all the stuff that's going on. So, but yeah, they're always really interesting and you always get to see like the struggles of making films like this and have like really mm-hmm. neat interviews with the people who make the movies. And I yeah. love making of documentaries because I okay. have an interest in filmmaking. And, but more specifically, I also have a huge interest in animation. Uh, and I used to, and, you know, I have a degree in animation. So it just, it's always nice to see uh, making of documentaries about animated movies. I'm just always interested in the process. And while I'm saying that, the best thing to come out of Disney Plus since the inception, other than the Imagineering show and the Mandalorian, is High School Musical the musical series. I, I knew would, it. I, I knew would, you were going to say I, that. No, and the podcast and the episode. I actually no. wasn't going to say that, but I also had to mention that as well. Uh, no, but the Frozen 2 docuseries... The making of Frozen Two is like a huge, oh that was I heard that was really good. It's like literally a TV show. It's not like like a forty minute yeah. documentary like the Pixar ones. The making of Frozen Two is like a huge shocky series. It's like two hundred plus minutes, and it's incredible, incredible. It's so revealing, and it's amazing what the process of making Frozen Two was like. So watch that, especially it made me gain a whole new respect for Frozen Two as a film. Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry for dumping a whole bunch of documentary wrecks on you, but no man, you guys gotta watch it. All you, I all mean, people I listening. mean to check that one that one specifically out though. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next film. All we right. are talking about Cha Cha, Real Smooth. Yes, I'm. I'm so excited. Gavin, let me it. ask you a question. Yeah. Did you like the electric slide growing up? No, not really. I was always more of a what was the 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 thing? What was the dance like the um, like the one hop this time? One hop this time, bam! I think that yeah. was the electric slide. Was that the electric slide? Is it not? Like everybody, I really don't think that hands. is. Bum, 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 oh bum. yeah, was that it? Yeah, can you go down low? How low can you go? Oh can yeah, you... okay, yeah, then that, yeah, then that was a banger. Yeah, yeah, I know. So. I I was like so when I when this movie first premiered at Sundance, I was really excited for it because yeah. I missed out on getting tickets for it because I at that point I had not seen Cooper Rask's previous film Shit House, but I heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um and I saw Carson Runquist's letterbox review for it. So I was like, oh let me let me try to get tickets to watch uh Cha Cha Real Smooth at Sundance. And it sold out instantly. It was like the hit of the fest. Everyone tried to watch that. That yeah, and Afri Yang, really cool. that one and Afri Yang were like the two big ones that everyone got tickets for, and it was really hard. Those were like the only really hard ones to cop tickets for. And for me, when I was watching stuff virtually on Sundance this year, I had two goals. I wanted Afri Yang, Cha Cha Real Smooth, actually three goals, and uh, Genius, the Kanye doc. And oh, I only yeah, got okay. I only got one of those, uh, being Genius, the Kanye doc, which. If we're including TV and movies this year, it's like, but not even close. My number one of the year. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, no. I, I didn't mention that to you. 
that no, I thought you I said lo- the year. I thought you said that including it, your steer number one would still be everything everywhere. No, 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 no. Genius is like a high nine for me. Uh close to five stars. Okay, good. Yeah. Everything everywhere is like a low nine for me. Yeah. But <laughs> so, anyways, I missed out on Cha Cha Real Smooth tickets, which sucked because I had to wait for it to get on Apple TV Plus. But yeah. it finally came out. And it delivered for the most part. I really enjoyed it. It's, so you get yeah. a synopsis for the last one. So I'll do the synopsis this time. Okay. I would say Cha-Cha. It's about Cooper Raff. He plays a wedding planner. Leslie Mann, one of my, one of my many, many crushes, uh, plays his mom. Mm-hmm. And Dakota Johnson, another one of my many, many crushes, plays a mom in a movie as well. So lots of MILFs, lots of MILFs in this movie. Yeah. You know? True. And then he's a wedding planner and he's going to bar mitzvahs. Not well, not wedding planner, bar mitzvah. He's a party starter. <laughs> he's a party starter. I don't know what. Yeah. I, I, as you guys can tell, I don't remember any movies at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, that's true. So he's going, he's going to these parties and starting them. And there's like this autistic girl named Lola and he kind of forms a friendship with her. Uh, and becomes like her babysitter mm-hmm. and it goes into this kind of deep deep parallel world <laughs> what am i talking about <laughs> it goes <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this it, it was, doesn't know <laughs> they go into alternate dimension and yeah, uh, it's actually it's, another multiverse movie. <laughs> it's another multiverse movie no but yeah, he, it just kind of like uh, watches him as he's dealing with his job and relationships that he has with his friends and this relationship between him and the girl and the girl's mother. And it's mm-hmm. really, it's really, really an emotional story. And if you have Apple TV Plus, I think you should check it out. Yeah, or even if you don't, just get a free trial, watch it, and then like don't pay for the yeah. next month. Or get a new iPhone. And when you get a new iPhone, I also recently got a new iPhone. They let you choose if you want three months of Apple Arcade or one month of Apple TV Plus or six months of Apple Music. And I was like, I already pay for Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I'm not switching from Spotify to Apple Music. And I already have Apple TV Plus. So I took Apple Arcade and I haven't downloaded any of the games yet, but I don't plan on it because i don't really play mobile games i don't uh, know what apple arcade is yeah i should have taken apple music i don't know what i was thinking six months of apple music buddy what am i thinking i mean now you wouldn't like i don't know what you would have done with it it's the same thing no i i use spotify um so i i use spotify way too much to, to, to switch over yeah, I'm in like, too deep. Like, you wouldn't be you wouldn't have used yeah. apple music if you gotten it yeah, I guess I could have canceled Apple TV Plus for like a month, but that would be too much issue to like deal with that because I already have like a bunch of shows I'm in the middle of watching, like Trying and Severance. Yeah, and they're um, only it's only four ninety nine, so it's like Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> back to Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh yeah. it's a great movie. It's a really great movie. I enjoyed it. It is a really great movie. I love yeah. it so much. Me too. Um, I think we both have in our top tens as of right now. Indeed. And I I had a blast. It was a really emotional story. I think I 
do prefer to shit house. Like a little Me bit. Me too. But it's no. so hard because like you, I also read all like a lot, all so many reviews coming out of shit house when it came out in 2020. Yeah. And I just I just I I wanted to watch it so bad and Cha Cha Real Smooth gave me the perfect excuse. Yeah. Um and I dude, I love this guy. Like I love I love both of these movies. Like they're both so close to being a nine out of ten for me. Like Yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Shit House on my yeah. 2020 list is in my top 15 of that year. So I'm hoping that Cha-Cha also stays, but I'll be honest. This year is looking so strong. And especially since 2020. so sexy, it's not even fun. Yeah, since 2020 was kind of a weaker year. Uh, I think we can both agree on that. On um, 2020? Was, yeah, I think 2020 was a little I actually old. disagree on that. Wow. I think that, I think if you think about 2020 and if you think about the pandemic and everything that happened to the film industry i think 2020 was actually like really strong considering what happened no but i'm considering the pandemic like like it's a weaker year because of the pandemic oh yeah yeah it's weaker because of the pandemic but i think do i think even with the pandemic like like it's strong considering the pandemic like you can't like say that 2020 wouldn't be stronger if we got like dune as well in 2020 because like oh yeah well true yeah of course yeah but Okay, yeah. In, in regards to the pandemic, 2020 is, is a very strong year. I mean, to get stuff like yeah. Boy State and Nari and Nomadland, like, with the pandemic looming over it, it's a very strong year. Yeah, dude, and The Father and Another Round and Soul. Soul? And- yeah, Soul. I'm so glad Soul released because, like, I remember back in 2020, I was like, oh, no, will Soul ever come out? Yeah. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, no, so Cha-Cha, I prefer to show house. And I think Cha-Cha has a really, really interesting premise that really got me hooked on from the beginning because I kind of went in like somewhat blind. I ba- I vaguely knew the plot. You know, I was like, it's about Dakota yeah, Johnson too. and uh, Cooper Raff. And I thought it was like him like chasing after Milf. That was what I thought the plot was. Um, yeah, which I mean, it, which I mean, like we weren't uh, completely off, but you know. No, it, it, it kind of was, but it wasn't the sole purpose of the film. It really no, had- a large emotional connection with about him and his kind of life and him with his brother especially mm-hmm. which is something that was unexpected i didn't even know who he was and i thought the kid who played his brother was really great uh, do you remember his really name? great yeah no he, i don't know his name he was surprisingly really good the young actors in this movie are all really good a the lot young of young actors lately just in movies in general have been killing it yeah i mean the kids in uh, Doctor Strange are pretty bad. Oh, no. Well, we're not talking about them. No, <laughs> no but Evan Essent, that's his name. He was really good. Uh, Vanessa Burghart. Oh, my gosh. This is her first movie. She plays Lola. Oh, yeah. Was that the daughter? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She was amazing. Talk about a performance. Mm-hmm. Do we know if she's actually autistic or if she was just acting? I think she is. If but she I'm, is. I'm... But I, is, I might have been wrong. I might be wrong on that, so I don't know. That's a terrific feat for someone who struggles with autism to act yeah, that well. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think I hope that opens up the door for more roles for people who do struggle with autism, and I hope she gets cast in more work because wow, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, I would love to see her in more things. Like absolutely blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her pathos by the end of the movie. I think she's my favorite character by far, but her path is by the end of the movie. Cooper Raff just has such a great way of writing. Such relatable characters. Oh, yeah. Characters who struggle. 
like, like his gosh. like I, I said in my letterbox but it's like his way of writing that's like my dream way of writing where like yeah. his his characters they're all just like like they're all so real and they're all such like real parts of what it means to be a, a person like that he, he just like and he's able to translate it from life to to script so well and it's it's actually insane cooper rap makes you feel like shit because he wrote ship house uh at 23 wrote acted produced it yeah um, and he and it just wow. killed and it killed it, it's amazing he you know he's he's really someone who i've really started to look up to with the work that he's done yeah. and his way of writing in terms of just make writing just absolutely relatable cinema but yeah so I'm, I'm really really excited to see what he does in the future and let's get into some of the other characters Dakota Johnson's character specifically because she, I, I don't know who my favorite character was in the movie but she is so close like she's so close to being the definitive number one like I thought yeah. this was one of my favorite performances of hers so like easily I was thinking about it earlier of like how I'd rank it. I think she's my number three. I think Lola and Cooper Raff's character both rank above that for me, rank above her. Mm-hmm. But she is uh, definitely top three still and is very close to number one and two. But yeah. her character is so, so amplified by her acting. She does such a great job in that role. Um, but her character itself is like the actual like perfect, perfect yeah, character. Perfect. Oh, Perfect for the role, you know, because like I think single mother roles, not really single, she's married, but like single mother roles, um, where she's like the primary caretaker of Lola yeah. are really hard to do. Um yeah. it's really and hard especially to write with yeah, my god. It's really hard to write stuff like that and to make it so 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 true. So feel like yeah. make it feel like it's something that's real because I feel like a lot of times um, when I see roles like that, I, I do kind of have issues in terms of really getting a good grasp on what the writer's going for. But for this, I knew exactly what Cooper F meant to write with this character. Yeah. And 100%. I'm so, so happy. I think I told you earlier, but like with the ending of it, I'm glad that they, that Cooper and Dakota Johnson didn't really end up together by the end yeah. of it. Uh, once again, I'm so so sorry for spoilers, guys. Uh, I got keep I gotta remember to say spoiler warning beforehand. Yeah, I love but that. yeah, no, but so, like especially because like her choices aren't always great, and it it was really cool. It was like really amazing to see him write such a like a character that could easily turn audiences off because yeah. of how she because of how she acts in some scenes, but. He writes her so real, and he writes all the characters in the movie so flawed and so real that it's it's yeah. like, it's like I can't like I can't judge this person because I because it's being so clearly communicated why she's why she is like this that I like I and like you know it's like it's like none of us are above that you know like we all we all know how these characters feel and we can at least we can empathize in like multiple ways. It's really a testament to having such multidimensional characters like that, you know, yeah. and it's, to be it's able that he can write them this young. Yeah, especially I, I think back to that scene with Cooper and his brother, where mm-hmm. this throughout the whole movie, you've seen him play like this character who's pretending to be happy, even at his job. He's like clearly struggling with some kind of depression. He's clearly yeah. struggling a little bit with the the way his life has gone, that he's back living with his parents and 
he's with a stepdad that he doesn't like and his mom uh is trying to support him and trying to help yeah. him figure out what he wants to do and he's like focused on making money so he can go see his girlfriend and you see like this character who's clearly sad clearly angry and he's pretending to be happy this whole film and during the scene with his with his uh brother where the brother is like saying he's 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 so happy he's about to kiss this girl and he wants to know the other steps um that which is also a great side plot so the brother has like this whole side plot where he's trying to kiss this girl and it's mm-hmm. the cutest thing ever. yeah that was yeah that was so good and you just see cooper rap just blow up on him like please you're so annoying and i was like I've never seen like such because we like it was very clear where he was going with the character that it was eventually he would have had the character blow up at some point with his status. Yeah, it was a build up. But, yeah, it didn't just happen at once. Yeah, but it was so well written that I never expected it to be to that character specifically. I never expected it to be to the brother. I thought it was going to be at Dakota Johnson, yeah, um, his character. Uh, but it was so so raw. And made you really feel for every character in this moment because I understood where Cooper F was coming from because yeah uh, you you I feel like everyone has those moments where you're just like kind of sad you're kind of angry uh, maybe you're at a dead end job or maybe you just don't have friends to be there to support you or maybe yeah. your friends are away in Barcelona having fun and you can't go there and that scene is just such a great example of. Mm-hmm not only sadness anger depression but also that you have to be real sometimes and you also have to make space for yourself it's yeah and it's it's just so honest with how it like because like it's just such a natural human thing to like, yeah. it's not it's not like only people who are just coming out of college and coming back home experience or have this moment it's like we all know how it feels to to maybe just like not be okay and you like and it could be a multitude of things you could not know why you could know why but we just all know like when when he blows up we know exactly what like that what that emotion is he like he didn't even have to tell us but like he does and it's yeah he tells it by showing you which is what you want to accomplish with filmmaking and he doesn't just yell what his emotions are he's just like he he relies on the audience having known or like uh, having a past experience yeah it's it's really amazing um the husband character i oh yeah i wasn't expecting him to be so good no i did not like him uh till the end no 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 i think that was the point you're you're not really supposed to feel for him oh wait wait Um, wait, dakota's husband wait dakota johnson's uh husband's character or his more stepdad his his husband dakota johnson's husband oh okay yeah no i didn't like it yeah i mean he was he was all right no no but like i love the scene where uh, Cooper Raff is leaving the house and mm-hmm. we see the dad come up to him and say thank you for looking out for Lola because I think it says so much about him as a character and kind of helps justify the ending where Dakota Johnson ends up with him mm-hmm. um, because like we, we perceive him to be like this kind of like creepy weirdo guy who like is like always away and never around but you see he really does care about Lola as a character and you see that he is not really as bad as yeah we perceive some people to be and because it says so much about him just coming up to the car and saying thank you for looking out for my daughter um and it's it's a really good scene but also going back to the stepdad the stepdad um cooper's stepdad in the movie 
he was also so good. I loved every scene with him. Uh, he I know, was it was great. so crazy. Uh, and especially the scene where he like punches the guy after punching Leslie. Yeah, dude, Leslie that was Ann. awesome. That was great. Oh my gosh. I was I was really blown away. So yeah, Cooper F, definitely a young talent to like really look out for. I can't wait to see his third fe- feature. Yeah, like uh, it made me, like when I finished Shit House, it made me so upset that I that I had been, like this movie had been available for me to watch for like two years and I just hadn't watched it. Yeah. Like it's, I, yeah, I just love, I love his stuff. Like they make it's me feel be... like, I, I feel so sad and I feel so like happy at the end and, and it's like not okay. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm going to be definitely looking out for his future work. And I'm probably going to rewatch Shit House and Cooper and uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth many more times. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be die. showing them to people for like a yeah, while. Yeah, no, I want to I wanna show everyone, especially a lot of my college friends, yeah. um, like this movie. Because Shit House is so, so good. And I think I relate more to Shit House. But Cha-Cha Real Smooth just expands on Shit House on a much better mm-hmm. level. And I want Cooper Rath to also do more acting work. I think Cooper Rath is a really strong actor. I mean, yeah. he's a really strong director, but I would love to see him act in other people's projects as well. Oh, yeah. You could totally see that. Like, you could totally see that he has range. And, like, I, I would love to see yeah. him work with other people's writings, like, with other people's scripts. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, anything else you want to add on? No, I mean, I just, I really just recommend you watch it. It's easily like there, like this year, it's already been really strong, and there have already been a lot of movies that I would write that I would consider a must watch of this year. But this yeah. is definitely like one that I would add to that list. Twenty twenty two has been a really strong year for cinema. Yeah, I would say if you can't make it out to the theater to watch Top Gun Maverick, please, please sign up for a free trial of Apple TV Plus. Check out yeah. Cha Cha Real Smooth. And also, I will say Apple TV Plus is worth having a monthly fee for because... No, it is, actually. It's a really underrated service. Severance, Trying, After Party, they're all great shows. And then when you get into, like, some of the movies, Code just won Best Picture. It's a great movie. Code is a Best Picture winner. Tragedy Uh, and Macbeth is on there. That's that's a good one, too. And then, I mean, even even with the TV shows, like, again, like, I, I don't know if you mentioned, but, like, Ted Lasso. Oh, best. Best. Yeah. We will be actually doing something on, I think we're going to do the Thor episode uh, in like two weeks. And we're going to be also doing Emmy predictions on that episode. And that's going to be a yep. fun one. So, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I know. We don't watch TV enough. We're, we're really I don't watch any TV, TV, man. I know, but it's it's going to be fun because I don't watch much TV either. I am trying I'm to gonna watch I'm going to be Severance. like Stranger Things? Stranger Things, yeah. Uh, Dude, Sink. No, honestly, Sadie yep. Sick was great. I actually think she had a chance of a supporting actress nomination. All right, hold but... on. I haven't. No, don't. All right, we're not going to get into I haven't seen the last two episodes of the season, so just. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that was great. So <laughs> this is yeah. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Absolute Cinema, Cinema Certified. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the wrap-up. Gavin. All right. Any plans yeah, for next so... week? Um, no, not really. Um, no? Anyway, any any news for next week, you said? Any plans? Oh, any plans for next week? Um, I'm gonna, I'm just going to have, uh, yeah, I'm, on Sunday, I'm leaving to go to Georgia, um, for like a week. It's oh, that just be for fun. something that my, yeah, my, it's because my sister has a, has a competition there, but I'm, me and a friend are going just to like do our own thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna tour SCAD, so. Have I ever met your sister? You've met? 
No. Oh, but you've like you've said hi to one of them, but you haven't met the one that's going to Georgia. You know, you should tell your sister I say hi because I oh, hope well. she I hope she keeps winning. Uh, I don't know if she won the Florida one. You were down recently for Florida. No, there's a different different sister. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Tell you tell your sister good luck. I will. And do you have any plans? Oh uh, no, I don't have any plans for next week. I. I am doing work, and then I am probably going to probably going to watch Minions Two: Rise of Gru. Yeah, you know I'm painting. You know I'm painting myself yellow for that. Are you actually? Yeah, I'm painting my. I I was. Yeah, I joked around am, like, with a I'm... friend, and and she was <laughs> like, "What if you painted yourself yellow when we went and saw it?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing that." And she was like, "You yeah. promise?" And I was like, "I promise." So now I have to do it. That's going to be very funny. Text me a photo. Yeah. Also, we have a photo of us and what's your friend's name again? Nathan. Oh, Nathan. We have a photo of you, me, and Nathan in front of the Minions 2 Rise of Gru cut out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the, so yeah. I will, I will probably, I might actually return to Instagram and just post the Minions 2 Rise of Gru review just With so the, I can just, post just that to photo. post that picture. Just so I can post that picture of you, return me, to and Instagram, Nathan. post about Minions leaves. Yeah. Leaves again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but our next episode will be on Elvis, and we have a very special guest, most likely. Yes, that's uh, true. We have a guest coming on our next episode. Uh, she is a good friend of mine uh, on Letterboxd. I will be meeting her for the first time. I'm excited. Yeah. Do you follow her? I do. Yeah. I do. Does she follow you back, or else I'll, I'll kick her to follow you back? No, I th- yeah, I think she follows me back. Okay, she better follow you back, because... How dare she come on our podcast and not follow the co-hosts of the not show? Not follow both both hosts. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So we should be having a really good guest. And she, ha- we watched every Baz Luhrmann film together, which was yeah, a I terrible experience. I know. Yeah. I, I I really did not. Like we like originally we were just gonna watch. I was gonna split it up with like a bunch of people. I was gonna see if you want to do one. I I remember I I even texted you. I was like, yeah. you want to watch like Strictly Ballroom, and you were like, I don't know about that. You want to watch? And a I show? was like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. I don't know about that. So I was like, okay. Uh, and it just ended up being me and Libby. Like we watched one, and then we watched two, and then we were like, you want to just keep watching every Baz, and we just watched every Baz movie together. I just can't and... believe you hadn't already seen most some of these like i can't like had, was I, your first time? I hadn't seen a single one i never saw no, gatsby i never saw moulin rouge uh and i was just like okay let me watch every baz movie before elvis so then i watched uh every baz lerman movie and, <laughs> and most of them were mid and almost all of them we'll talk about it next week but yeah we'll get into yeah. it next week a little a little tease for next week strictly ballroom easily best bass like i don't care what you have to say i know moulin rouge has like a really high letterbox score best picture nominee moulin rouge no i moulin rouge ain't even close get nicole kidman out of there if i if it's not the nicole kidman ad i don't want to see it strictly ballroom is, is truly yep, the best it's truly the best uh bass movie but yeah gavin thank you thank you so much uh of course, we'll talk soon great to talk about cha-cha yep. tell them where we tell the good people where they can find you oh well i can you can find me for if you want 
uh, if you want to see, read my longer form reviews, if you wanted me to get in detail with movies, then on Instagram, you can find me at uh, what G said. Or if you like just a little short, like little anecdote, just on, on more movies and on more consistent posts, then follow me over on Letterboxd at uh, Gavin Solander. And, yeah. Okay. And you can find me on YouTube at Kyle Flynn. Or you can find me on Instagram at KK underscore views or on Letterboxd at Kazumbi29. And also on Twitter at Kazumbi29. Thank you so much for listening and following. Uh, Thank you. Have a nice day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.